do you ever do you ever drink a V8? No, I have a good story as to why. I think the V8 is probably something that is really good for you. I would say maybe I don't know what the sodium content in it is, but anytime I've ever consumed any kind of tomato juice, it's always seemed kind of salty to me. Yeah, it is pretty salty. But I really feel like it's probably like the quickest trip to acid reflux. You might as well go chug a fucking jar of spaghetti sauce because <laughs> that's essentially what you're doing anyway. Well, I was uh, 20 years old. I was in the army. I was uh, like in training and I decided to go to the commissary one weekend because I was feeling like I wasn't getting enough good nutrition in my life and i thought well i hate eating vegetables why don't i get some some v8 and like some other stuff I'm just <laughs> i hate eating vegetables maybe it'll be better if i drink them yeah because i can just down it quick and then it'll be over with right so mm -hmm. i bought some v8 and i put it in my little mini fridge and i had a glass of it and i was like well that's gonna be an acquired taste yeah. And I just sort of chugged the little glass that I made of it. And I'm like, I'll force myself to drink some tomorrow. I'm sure I'll get to liking this and it'll be fine. Except that that night was a Sunday night. I woke up around, I don't know, one, two in the morning. Mm -hmm. And my vision had narrowed down to a tunnel. And I was, my head was spinning. My eyes were completely bloodshot, and I was so sick that I couldn't even really tell you what the hell was going on with me. I walked into the bathroom. I threw up viciously, and then I I, I looked at myself in the mirror, and my eyes were so red that I thought there were, I, I thought I was going to go blind or something. And hmm. uh, I, I I was like I was helpless, and I was like, well, there's nothing I can do but go back to sleep until it's time to get up for PT, and then I can go tell my drill sergeant that it's time for me to go to the sick call. Sick call. So that's what I did, and it turned out I had walking pneumonia. Now, I know the V8 didn't give me walking pneumonia. Yeah. I got very lucky, but <laughs> the – it's the it's kind of like when you drink too much of a, of a certain type of alcohol and you get really sick off of it and you can never ever stomach that particular alcohol again. That's Southern the other falls on that list for me. Yeah. So the aversion of I have to V8 is complete and total. And to this day, I'd probably yarts if I drank some. So did you say yeah. yarts? Yeah, I said yarts. Never heard that word before in my life. It sounded good. Uh, sounded good to me. I, I, I mean, heard it, it, it seems like it could be a good word to use for vomit. I've just yeah. that I've never heard it. I mean, I enjoy adding words to my vocabulary to your lexicon. Yeah, my lexicon is that what you said? Yes. <laughs> lexicon is what it sounded like. Lexicon. Which is why I chuckled. Yeah, yeah, it's for my, you know, my speaking cunt. Naturally. Yeah. I mean, for my for my speaking man pussy, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that's supposed to mean. Besides what I just said, I mean, oh my I heavens! I I actually um, I had the same thing going on with Chinese food for the longest time because I got I had. Uh, I had strep or something like that, and I I blamed it like I got I got sick and barfed up all this Chinese food that I ate when I was probably like under ten years old. Okay, and I refused to fucking eat Chinese food for probably a good uh, I bet it was probably twenty years almost that I didn't wow. eat Chinese food, and wow. then one day 
uh, my significant other was like, just fucking try some of this. And I was like, okay. And I ate it. It was a really kind of a, uh, you know, anticlimactic story there, but, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I eat Chinese food all the time now again, because it had yeah. nothing to do with that. On the other hand, <laughs> this is kind of weird. I had, uh, gotten food poisoning when I was younger because one of my one uncle's ex-wives, uh, she was his wife at the time, obviously. Um, cause his ex-wives didn't generally make me sandwiches when I was a kid, but, um, made me a sandwich with spoiled mayonnaise on it. Oh, it was like bologna cheese and spoiled mayonnaise. And I got sick as a fucking, as uh, like sick as a dog, I guess. I don't know. I, my dogs, when they get sick, seem pretty fine, but, uh, I was yeah. much more sick than that. And, um, I never stopped eating mayonnaise. So there's, there's an interesting double standard involved with me and like shit that I think made me sick. You know, I'm like mayonnaise. No, that's definitely a keeper, even though this was spoiled and I don't know how I didn't taste it, you know, and, but I'm going to keep eating mayonnaise, but then Chinese food, which is absolutely incredible. I'm like, I got sick and it was a coincidence that I happened to eat Chinese food before that. I'm going to cut that out of my life for two decades. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. Oh. Um, so what it is, what is it about mayonnaise then that just kept you in, I guess? What, is there something I don't know, about man. mayonnaise I, I just, that kept I, you I, enthralled? I grew up, uh, my grandmother was much like a lot of people around this area, um, was a was a coupon value shopper you know sure so like if if miracle whip was on sale she'd buy miracle whip and i gotta tell you right now miracle whip is fucking disgusting yeah i was gonna say miracle whip is not mayonnaise i don't even know why you brought it up except it, it to damn it <laughs> but people around here use it as mayonnaise i, I know they think it for a while it's I white and creamy and comes in a jar well if i jizzed in a jar it would be white and creamy and it would and i would have come in a jar uh you wouldn't put that <laughs> on your fucking tuna fish would you no. no because it's disgusting when i was a kid i thought that miracle whip was mayonnaise i just assumed uh, it was the same thing yeah to the well, point I did where too, originally until, I until originally i thought mayonnaise was gross and miracle whip was okay until i was i you know developed mm. A better palate. Actually, my grandmother helped because <laughs> so your one taste day, buds grew in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. When my 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 baby taste bud, taste buds came yeah. out, yeah, you know how that works. Well, yeah, the taste bud fairy comes and and he leaves you a, a pot of boiled ham underneath of your pillow, and <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> I have sitting on my desktop or on my computer somewhere, I have a picture of a woman who is sitting on a city bus, eating a jar, eating directly from a jar of mayonnaise with a spoon. And, yeah, I would never do that. And it's like, I, I remember staring at that. I, the reason I collected it and kept it was because it's a conversation piece to me. It's like <laughs> having an interesting thing in your house, you know, and being like, oh, yeah, you noticed that? Yeah, let's talk about this thing. Let's talk about this woman on a city bus eating mayonnaise. That's not something that just happens one day. That takes years to devolve to that level. To one day, you're in your house and you're like, <laughs> mayonnaise is a, is a snack. Yeah, nothing to eat. I'm going to have some fucking mayonnaise. And then 
Uh, yeah, it's Tuesday. It's my mayonnaise day. And then pretty soon it's every day is mayonnaise day. And then one day it's like, fuck it. I'm not, I don't care if they, people make fun of me. I'm taking my mayonnaise on the bus with me. And that's how that happened. It, oh. You know what I mean? There's a story behind that. There's, it's there's... egg and oil flavored pudding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love it with that mayo gets the good pudding skin on the top. <laughs> Oh yeah, and you can just peel it off and chew on it, dude. That is, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a mayonnaise, I'm a mayonnaise lover through and through still, but in moderation now. But yeah, uh, yeah. even that makes me fucking sick. It should. Yeah. You know, it's what most people notice about me, Your including hair. that guy that was checking me out that one time and went, oh, when I turned around, he saw that I had a beard. <laughs> <laughs> one Your, of my favorite stories of all time. Your hair is explosive. That's you what fill it out is. a pair of jeans very nicely, and then you turn it around, you have a beard. And I'm like, oh, no, now I have to suck a dick again. <laughs> have to. <laughs> yeah, There's no choice. As long as I don't have to drink some gas and go too fast and blow a fart and not be able to start, because that, that's really how the thing goes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> drinking think, gas seems like it's out of the question to me at this point. I don't think you should drink gas. No, um, that seems I like. Had it in my mouth before. Tastes fucking terrible. Yeah, I don't think that's something I I would recommend. Man. It was like a one of those things where I was trying to get gas through a line that was clogged, and no, I really, only getting I... yeah a tiny little bit inside my mouth. But uh, I've had antifreeze and oil and transmission fluid and all kinds of stuff in there. Are you playing with a cat toy? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, I don't recommend any fluids that go into a vehicle, or in a lot of cases, come out of any animal probably shouldn't put them in your mouth that's um yeah solid 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 advice yeah Yeah, i know yeah yeah. i'm gonna take that one home with me um because it's gonna be near and dear to my heart forever stick it in your pocket don't let anybody take it put it in the locket oh fire up to the moon in a motherfucking rocket Oh yeah, now you're gonna freestyle with it. Yeah. I like it. That's right. Now well no, you call it. If you it stuck it in the gun, you'd have to cock it. If you're not careful, you'll end up in wound socket. Oh man, wound socket. I uh I know I know that that's you know up in the northeast, uh, Rhode get, Island, but uh Rhode never Island, been there. Yeah, it is Rhode Island. Like yeah, is it, it Rhode is Island? wound socket, Rhode Island, if I'm it, not mistaken. It wouldn't be surprising to find that there's probably one. If you want to protect your balls, you got to remember to jock it. Jock strap? Yeah, no, I got it. I was just thinking of my response. If you're in a 60s song and you want to get a message to your lady, you better sock it. Yeah, and then you, you bop it. Oh, yeah, bop it. Twist it. Bop it. Yeah, twist it, turn it around. Everybody wants to see you act like a clown. <laughs> the thing is, uh, I always thought that that kind of sounded kind of, uh, I don't know, like when you're a kid, I think, and you're in that age range where you're hitting puberty and, and beyond that when you're a man until you're probably dead, you hear things like the uh, like the pop it, twist it and everything, and it makes you think that it's kind of funny and dirty at the same 
you know, moment. And then you think about like, uh, I would never want to bop my junk or twist it. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> honk it. Scream. Honk Wait, it, that wasn't yeah. one of them. <laughs> honk, honk. I, I just imagine like a clown penis with a really red tip. Well, I think when you when you when you squeeze it, a little flag and it goes like one of yeah. those party favors. Yep, yep. That's a that's a clown penis. And yeah, like that's, there's like or, festive or we'll orange. Confetti out. Well, yeah, and there's also like um, like festive green and orange pubic hair. You know, it'd be the most disturbing thing if you What's pulled that? on the if you pulled on the hair and it was like those uh, when they have the handkerchief and it just kept coming out and they were playing <laughs> like feet upon feet of pubic hair. That's, <laughs> that's extremely upsetting. Yeah, or that's or maybe maybe upsetting. they could pull on the balls with the shaft and have the same thing happen. They'd have like twenty six feet of ball hanging out, you know, or just a giant flaccid shaft. Um. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. <laughs> it's too late. It already I, went there. I, I know, and I'm trying to, like, I don't know, run it ashore. But I don't think I have that power, do I? You know that I have been a fan of Apple technology for uh, as long as I've been aware of it and and been able to use it, so we'll Sell probably out. talk. <laughs> Sell out. Yeah, that's right. That's you're right. You're absolutely right. I'll, I'll accept that. I have no problem with that. Like Android's any fucking better. Consumer um, whore. <laughs> anybody who has a cell phone and computers is a consumer whore. I know this. Honest. I know this. <laughs> I'm sorry. But if you're a bill collector, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, if you're that kind of person that's calling people yeah. at nine o'clock in the morning on a Sunday morning and bothering them um, um, and, and saying, well, we're going to destroy your credit. And do you want your, just your credit destroyed? I had a guy call me over a fucking parking ticket one time that went to mm-hmm. elections. And this guy's like, do you want me to destroy your credit? And I'm like, young and impressionable. So I'm like, no. You know, and, and I, today I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like over a parking ticket. Yeah, you have fun with that. Destroy my credit. And by the way, what is your name and uh, and who is your supervisor? Because yeah. because you serve again. our cunt. <laughs> well, I don't like Walmart and. I try to avoid it, so no problem. I can't help myself because I like me a good deal on some generic cereal and stuff, and uh, that's that's where I get it from. Yeah, well, I'm not I'm not judging anyone for shopping at Walmart. No. I just no, I, I know you choose aren't. not to. I choose not to because I have never had a positive experience at a Walmart ever in my, my brother, entire life. Uh, no, my brother I want to tell him that. Hold on, yeah. I want to make that very clear. I have never had a positive experience at a Walmart ever it always sucks every time i go out of there in a worse mood than i came in every single time i have had i have had decent experiences at walmart but that's you know i think that you can chalk that up probably to the sheer number of times that i've been there i'm not going to say it's always good i'm not going to say that even probably half the time am i i mean who really gets that excited about spending you know, a hundred some odd dollars on groceries. I, I think if you do enjoy spending your money, 
like that, you know, for things that you need to live. I'm not saying that it, they, I should get it for free, obviously. But what mm-hmm. I'm saying is if you're spending money on stuff, it's very rare that you're like, woohoo, I picked up a three-pack of biscuits or something, you know, something like that. Nobody's really uh, doing that, I don't uh, think. Right, but you there's know. a certain kind of – no one wants to go grocery shopping, but everyone likes having gone grocery shopping. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, and- sustenance is pretty important. And like, I'm not saying that Walmart's products are fine. Walmart's pricing is unbelievable. It's the fucking stores. It's the mentality of the people in the stores. I think it's, it's mostly the customers. The customers. That's yes. what I'm saying. It's the customers. It's a cesspool of co- for the customers. And that's what I what keeps me out of there. It's not the product. It's not the company. I don't have some sort of moral reason. It's that I don't want to be around those fucking assholes because they're all pushy and they're shoving and they're in your way. And they don't give a fuck about you. All they care about is themselves. And it's like I'm in there for 10 minutes and I am absolutely battle rager ready to rock somebody's fucking skull against the wall. I just can't stand it. I cannot handle that level of self indulgent bullshit. And it's just wall to wall when you go in those places. I'm going to need you to bring it down a level. So I'm going to say one more thing about Walmart and then we're going to be done. Okay. We go in there. They have a sign advising that you must wear a mask. Uh-huh. I know this is a highly contested issue, <laughs> but they have somebody that stands at the door that is supposed to make sure that you wear a mask. And from what I understand, this was a corporate decision on their part that they said, you don't wear a mask. We don't want you in our store. Yeah. Which I thought was fantastic. I love that <laughs> idea. And – they have people doing that, but then you get into the store and there's all kinds of people not wearing masks. How are you so not sure? It? Well, that's just it. You can't. They they have right. it on when they go in the door. They take it off as soon as they get in. But right. I do notice that the people that don't have them on that are walking around are one of two people. They're either somebody looking for a fight mm. or they're a person that's hiding themselves and running through the aisles. I actually saw somebody running through the aisles like Gene Fox used to do. You don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Running to the store like a lunatic, trying not to be seen when everybody knows you, you know? (laughs) I knew that would get a chuckle out of you. Mm. Speaking of uh, consumer horrors, I have to uh, ed- confess that, <laughs> yeah, you already know it's coming. You've been- I'm giddy. Yeah, I am I giddy over this. So <laughs> I decided to cave in and give Hot Pockets another chance. Hot Pockets. And I got their the big and bold brand. So they're like these things that are like monster hot pockets they're twice the size of a normal hot pocket you cook giant hot pockets you cook (laughs) for like three and a half minutes and which still uh, doesn't seem like enough time to cook a meal but no it doesn't (laughs) but well i go and you know and there's like three or four flavors there's like a sriracha flavor there's a chicken bacon ranch and there's a buffalo chicken i got I'm I'm not a big sriracha guy, so I got the other two. And uh, that is my favorite hot sauce. If you didn't know that, I think I did know that. Mm. And I went to the grocery store again last this last weekend, and I got some more. And I've been eating for lunch. I had one today, (laughs) and I have to admit um, that. 
I can I can hear you almost whimpering. It's really disturbing. <laughs> I'm so happy about this. That's why I can't help it. <laughs> I like oh, no. being right, and it's very, you know, not very often that I get to say that. The pudding pops that came back around in like 2008, oh, dude, 2007. Pudding pops are the best fucking thing to ever yeah. come out of a freezer. They, they came back and they were just as good. The only thing is they were smaller than I remember them being. Oh yeah, they were way smaller. They were they, they and it had nothing to do. The way you remembered them was definitely bigger than what they were. But I mean, I went back to my grade school once, the first grade school that I can remember being in, and that place seemed humongous to me. And when I walked in there, I was like. Oh my God, I've taken bowel movements bigger than this building. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's one of those things. And coincidentally, best thing to ever come out of a freezer. This is a terrible joke, but same thing, Jeffrey Dahmer, he even agreed on that. <laughs> what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back up. What? <laughs> I think the worst I, thing I've ever said. I think my brain actually edited out part of what you said because I. <laughs> I'm sitting here focusing on what you said, and all of a sudden, there's this gap. I said Jeffrey Dahmer even agreed that they were the best thing to come out of a freezer. What, kids? (laughs) No, no fucking pudding pops. Oh, okay. All right. I was overthinking the joke. Yeah, in other words, he enjoyed them more than the people that he froze and ate. I had... uh, gotten a text my son did from uh, a young lady that he was uh, he didn't he wasn't in class with her but they rode the bus together and went to the same school uh-huh. telling him that one of my bulls the the only one that ever gets out out of the two of them uh, is probably I would say conservatively 800 850 pound uh, jersey with horns Okay. So he's a kind of a, sh- a shorter, stout kind of bull, but he's he's fucking wide, and he he has he's a little aggressive at times, and he likes to break out. He likes to find faults in our uh, fencing and our electric fence and everything, and he'll get out and he likes to eat stuff at my parents' house. He always gets off gets gets out. <laughs> he doesn't get off that I know. Of. He always gets out on on their side of the property, and will eat. And then there's a development uh, with hundred thousand plus dollar homes above us which back in the day meant something now it doesn't really mean anything to say a home for the hundred thousand dollars right but uh this slight girl i'm gonna say she probably weighs about 75 pounds if that managed to hold back my big old bull and kept him in a very small space talking to him and petting him and everything and I couldn't do that if I tried. If I tried to pet him and stand in front of him, he would literally push me out of the way and walk past me. Was this it a just, child? It just blew me away. Uh, no, she, I believe, uh, she graduated from high school, so she's probably like 18. Okay. But still, not a, not a very, she has a very slight, slight build, you know, managed to so she's, keep, she's, the bill, uh, keep the bullet at bay. And she's I was, about I was four amazed. feet tall, right? About four feet tall? Uh, no, imagine. I would say she's probably probably closer to like five ten i would say she's actually kind of tall but skinny i'll say geez 
I maybe I'm obviously exaggerating on her weight a little bit. I don't have any idea what she weighs. I'm a terrible I'm judge of weight about and height. Her. I was gonna say I'm worried about this girl. I'm a terrible judge of weight and height. In reality, she's probably like she's... probably like five five and weighs like ninety pounds. I don't fucking know. Well, okay, but I'm still worried about her. My though. point being, very slight young lady, nice enough to let us know. And said that he was loose, and my son's like he's loose in the development. So I go rolling through the development in my in my little truck with my son, and as we get about three quarters of the way around this place, I see a bunch of guys coming out of the woods with golf clubs, and one of them's holding like a shield like thing. And I'm like, <laughs> oh god! I said to them, were you guys just fighting a bull back there? And they look at me and go, no. Here I assume they were hiding from their wives and LARPing. I, I don't know how else to describe what they were doing back there because that's what it looked like. <laughs> it was it was, amazing. It was it was such a funny thing if to see. If someone asked me if I had been fighting a bull just now, my answer as a smartass would absolutely be yes. Whether or Thankfully, not Thankfully, they had didn't been. do that to me. Because I kept, I just drove on and I said, oh, do you think I should go down this last street or maybe I'll head back down towards your grandparents' house and we'll see. And we get down to my grandparents' house and here is this young lady standing at the top of the driveway and there's my bull standing next to her as calm as can be. And I'm like, where is this animal at when I've had to get him back into a place? I try to get oh. him back in. He runs for me. He kicks. He challenges and stomps his feet and acts like he's going to hit us and everything else. Hold on, now this is important. What color is this girl's hair? Uh, brown. She's an elf. I knew it. She's a fucking elf. Well, whatever she is, I thanked her profusely. I'm thinking about sending her a muffin basket Sen because okay. I was so relieved that that you know she kept uh him at bay and then i found out that it was actually the young lady that lives directly across the street from my parents that our family has known since she was in grade school and i I'm was like oh that was that was a good story i'm gonna tell you just as, as someone who knows a thing or two about elves she'll probably yes. appreciate a bottle of fey wine or which is wine that's distilled from the the rays of the moon um hmm. e easy to come by i'm sure you know no big deal um yeah. only gonna set you back about 150 gold pieces uh or 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 just a really intricate piece of art of gnomish build possibly uh elves tend to really appreciate i'm generalizing elves i shouldn't be doing that i'm sorry you really are and yeah, i was gonna yeah, say yeah. i don't know how um elves that how, i've known how it would look when a 40 some year old man gives a uh you know 18 year old elf a bottle of wine well uh that's <laughs> okay now to be fair, seems like as, it's, out of, it's in bad taste. As an elf, she's probably around 170 years old and just looks 18, in which case it's totally okay. But how it looks, yeah, you don't want to do that. I'm going to yeah. stick with yeah. the muffin basket. You can't might go just. wrong with the muffin basket. I also thought about just to be funny, an edible arrangement, but I think at this time of the year, an edible arrangement might be in really bad taste because it'll taste really bad when it gets there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just stick with like a fruit, well, yeah, fruit basket or like a, I don't know, like a basket of bottled juices. I mean, she. <laughs> I don't know what you put in the Maybe basket. Maybe I'll just send her a fucking basket with a bunch of uh, Fritos brand snacks in it. Yeah, there you go. You know, I mean, everybody likes Cheetos and Doritos, right? Yeah, sure. I or... think it's like universally accepted. 
Or, you know, what you could do is you could get a 3D printed build of your bowl and send her a small version of your bowl. <laughs> that would be funny. I'm gonna have to go, I'm gonna have to go check at the farm store that we normally go to. And if they have like a Jersey bowl, like a little uh, you know, plastic one, oh, <laughs> I'd stick it in there. No, go online and see like to sh- like chocolatiers online and see if you can get because there's all sorts of uh like novelty chocolates that you can buy. You can probably get like a chocolate bowl. But I'm just like, look, stop. man, I'm just I'm just like I was when I was a kid. I can't keep my hand off of it. Part if of it way. wasn't supposed to be in my hand, why does it fit in my hand? And why is it sticking out all the time? You know, I mean that's that's kind of the way I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> to explain it, not you know, necessarily all the time. I mean, I don't walk around with it in my hand constantly. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just Musical interlude. Play and see what you would fill it with. I, I don't <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I forgot how I forgot how good uh homebrew tea is. And I always think of of your mom's son tea. Mm-hmm. Like there's times that I'll be like, I don't want to put a bunch of sugar in this because I would kind of like, I think my stuff's a little bit stronger than the stuff that she made, but it was, I've, we've talked about this before. It was not sugary, not sweet at all, but it was so refreshing. Yeah. It was something about it. Like it was right on the edge of being tea, but it was like, it it wasn't quite tea, but it wasn't quite water. It was some weird plasmic state between Uh. the two. That but it was, was so good. ever so fine and ever so difficult to ca- recapture as adults, and and um, was just so damn refreshing. Yeah, and um, I got to tell you, I've gotten fresh brewed tea that was that did not have any sugar in it that was cold, and I thought maybe maybe I can capture some of this, and it's always too dark. And then I'm like, well, not this time. Do you know what I still futilely look for on the grocery shel- store shelves every single time I go? Those cookies but, your mom threw away that I have a hard time believing happen? No. Um, the uh, the Ecto Cooler relaunch. Uh, there was supposed to be an Ecto Cooler relaunch from I've High I've never C, seen it, yeah. And I never saw it, but to this day, occasionally I'll glance at the shelves just to see if I'm not surprised by something that looks like it. Because by far, their most popular flavor. By, the best flavor by they far. ever made. Yeah. It was so good. My sister and I found a recipe online somewhere for an alcoholic version of it that almost perfect. We even with without mm. the without the alcohol, it was almost perfect. With the alcohol. We didn't care anymore, but <laughs> yeah, once you once yeah, you drank you know, a couple of them, it didn't make any difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like ah, this is pretty good, you know. But it I was like almost it. it was almost spot on perfect to mm. the flavor of the original drink. But such a pain in the ass to produce. It was like pineapple juice and lime juice and like I like three other things like <laughs> somebody in high C just went I know right <laughs> you were saying that <laughs> <laughs> I know it's such a pain in the ass you have to retrofit all our fucking factories for it and 
Dude, he just he just said it for us. We didn't even have to say it. <laughs> I am Cookie Monster Mike. Cookie Monster Mike? Why are you Cookie Monster Mike? Because I'm uh, eating some Girl Scout cookies. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't wasn't 100% sure that we were starting right away, and I had one left, and I was just just tossing that one down the old gullet here. (laughs) (laughs) So you just thought you'd finish your cookies. I just decided to eat it. Yes, that's exactly what I did. (laughs) You know. Hey, that's all right. That's me. That's Mike. Our generation would, of course, be completely familiar with Beavis and Butthead. And um, there was an episode of Beavis and Butthead where these guys were, um, were like robbing ATM machines. And they had uh, the guy supposedly looked like Beavis and Butthead, and they had like these these two actors that looked nothing like Beavis and Butthead, you know, like uh, doing uh, almost like an unsolved mysteries kind of thing. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, and the one guy goes, "Look, Trevor, another ATM ripe for the picking," and it was so ridiculous. And you'll never guess in real life. Uh, the place that I worked at had an ATM machine. There was a banquet manager named Trevor who happened to be the manager on duty this day. I turned the corner. The ATM machine was hanging open inexplicably, and he walked up. And did I think to say the? I had the perfect situation to say, "Look, Trevor, another ATM ripe for the picking," and I fucking totally missed it. I will never get that opportunity again. I guarantee it never happens again. Oh, I could kick myself for that. That was like the the biggest. My brother still uh, busts my ass about this, and this happened probably ten years ago. As long and as I still think about it. <laughs> as long as we're sh- uh, showing our age, let me ask you this: When's the last time you used your Mac card in an ATM machine? <laughs> uh, well, I typically don't do that uh, as frequently as others might because I don't like paying um, surcharges. But uh, I, I I did probably about a month ago. I used one at my at my bank ATM, and I do know I, exactly what you mean when you say that. Yeah, nobody else nobody else calls them Mac cards Mac anymore. Card. Yeah, Mac card. I'm gonna it's hit a, the it's, Mac it's machine. It's also funny to me because I was basically it was a double entendre because I was calling you out on saying ATM machine. Since automatic teller machine, machine, yeah, ATM machine, machine, and yes. a Mac, and a Mac card would be a money access card, card. That's true. So you'd use your money access card, card on the ATM machine, machine. Yes, on the automatic teller machine, machine. So that you could go to Walmart and buy yourself a Duran Duran CD. I was, uh, yeah, I was trying to think of something uh, that would, yeah, that that has the two names like that, and that's. Probably one of the few things that Walmart carries that does. Yeah. Uh, if you wanted to get oh. special with it or crazy with it, you could get like a Tony, Tony, Tony CD. These oh, are yeah. topical jokes. Yeah, well, and they're also uh, ones that may or may not have aged well, depending on who the audience is that's listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time Tony, 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 Tony did anything? 
Mike, do you have a pretty regular dream life? Pretty regular dream life. Um, I actually, I actually do. Uh, when I say pretty regular, um, for the longest time, uh, I don't remember. Like when I was a kid, I was a very vivid dreamer. Mm -hmm. uh, I would remember a lot of them and stuff. And as I got older, probably as I was starting to take uh, medications for for things like my chemical imbalance, I stopped dreaming that I yeah. could remember things. Like in the in the midst of the dream, while I was sleeping, I would I would see things and it would register. But as soon as I woke up, it would completely just be gone. Yeah. And probably in the last uh, say probably the last two years, I've started to dream and remember more frequently than I ever have in my in my entire life. But it's always like weird shit that I remember. It's never like you know normal stuff. I, you know? I kind of like that, though, about dreams when they're weird. I, I like waking up and having a mystery to try to piece together. You know, yeah, like, I what never the fuck was that, that about? Like, why did I have an why did I have a dream that an old coworker of mine and I were breaking into cars in broad daylight and stealing like purses and wallets out of it? And then walking away from the same car and then splitting off in opposite directions like no one would find that suspicious. <laughs> what the fuck was that about? It felt completely lucid and real at the moment. When I woke up, I was like laughing about it because it was so stupid. I found I mean, myself having – The next night – sorry. The next night no, – I dreamt that I came right back into that same neighborhood looking for this person because I was like, we got to get back <laughs> on with the grift. It was weird. It was like it picked up wow, right where you, it you left had like off. a sequel. You had a yeah. sequel dream. I've never had that. Yeah. It was really I strange. I have dreams a lot of times where I have sex with people that I can't stand. And I'm assuming that that's a power thing in my mind and that that's why it's happening. But it's, it's really strange because there's like several people that I – in real life, I despise – and yet yeah. here I am fucking him in my dream. <laughs> so that is weird. That is your brain just taking raw anger and turning it into another powder keg, like lust or something. I don't it's know. Your brain getting confused in its subconscious state. And I was confusing totally anger with it. lust. I know well, that. Yeah. I mean, you're in a different place there, man. You know, when you're dreaming, you're just in a different place. And, and I think that's why, you know, people know that, like, I think everyone knows that about dreams, which is why whenever you have a dream about someone you know, you're really like, should I tell them I had a dream? Because it doesn't matter how innocent the dream was. There's mm -hmm. always that implication. Yeah, yeah. Was I any good? You know, like that sort of implication that there were shenanigans taking place in the dream. I very rarely would tell somebody that I had a dream about them. I've done it before where I'm like – Man, I had a really fucking weird dream, and, and you were in it. That's how and you then, have to broach it. You can't say, I had yeah. a dream about you, because that's just too creepy. Yeah. And it's not like you can yeah. help it, but it just sounds creepy. I had a dream about you. Yeah. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> that's precisely why, yes, why you why you word it that way. In fact, I've done it apparently enough that, that my mind automatically went to, I had a really fucked up dream, and you were in it. I've yeah. never I've never told somebody that they're like, hey, we were doing it in my dream or anything because that mm -hmm. would, I don't know, that would feel very uncomfortable. 
<laughs> I that, think, to, yeah. to explain to them, like, so so you do want to have sex with me. Well, no, not really. Well, your dream said you did. So there's, you know, two schools of thought here. Yeah, right. <laughs> Either you right. really want to have sex with me in real life or you don't like me and this is a power move and you and you, in your mind, you know, you wanted to have sex with me or something. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I don't I don't I don't want to have that conversation with anybody ever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah, that's a hard pass. I, I don't know. Dreams – like that's the thing that's so funny to me is that dreams are one of those things we all have that we nobody understands. And and there's mm-hmm. like pretty much no science on it at all. So we all just sort of have these little stories that happen in our brains like most of us every night, whether we remember them or not, unless there's some uh, chemical imbalance going on where you're not mm-hmm. REM sleeping – so whether we remember or not, there's these little movies being played in our heads um, made of all these mixed up memories and emotions and shit. And, 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 and we have no idea why. We have, have no idea why. Up, have you ever woken up from a dream that was that was so intense and so real that you felt kind of melancholy and wished that, you know, that was the way things were? I, you know, it's funny you should mention that. I had this really amazing dream, I'd say about 15 years ago. I, mm-hmm. I, I actually tried to write it into a book, and I, I can't find my manuscript. It's buried in my spare room somewhere under mountains of, of, of composition books and mountains of boxes. Um, mm. But it's uh, basically the dream started out I was a kid, and I went to this library and it was this old dilapidated library most of it was was boarded off and shut down so only a small portion of it was serviceable to the public um and there was this small little bookstore that only sold old like secondhand books that was sort of tucked down at the public entrance that was sort of the basement half basement and half ground floor Mm -hmm. And uh, so this guy, I go in there and this guy gave me a job and my job was to clean this back room and prepare it for the storage of more books. And while I was back there, I found this sliding panel that led me to a room with all these really uh, interesting, rare books. And he found that I found them. He said, well, now that you found these, you need to start learning and preparing yourself. And then like the dream sort of moved in a like, it still felt as though a whole lifetime took place, mm-hmm. but um, it sort of fast forwarded to me in my twenties, and I'm like this. The whole library is now ultra modern, and the li- the bookstore is really really popular and sells art and stuff. And like I'm walking around, and it's like someone's like asking for help with something, and I'm like, oh no problem at all. But and I like I have like supernatural ability to do certain things. <laughs> And then I sort of become like this slash between Indiana Jones and and somebody from the Matrix where I'm running around the world collecting artifacts and rare books and stuff and bringing them back to my library to protect them from forces of evil. And they're sending their little agents out after me and stuff. And this dream just keeps wow. going and going and going until I'm an old, old man and my wife and I – and this is somebody else. This isn't Jennifer. Um, are are you know basically at this point you know uh, retired 
and I'm sitting on this balcony and I've mastered the, the secrets of time and space in this universe. I can do any power I wish. I can walk on ceilings. I can do whatever I want. And I say to myself, I said, well, the only way for me to ever grow anymore is to abandon all this power and go into another universe and start over with nothing. And then I did. And it was the scariest ending to a dream I've ever had because hmm. I lost it all. I, I, and I couldn't turn back. I couldn't go back to my wife and the life I had known. I had given it up in, a, in search of more power. And then I woke up. <laughs> and I mean, I feel like that's a fucking epic novel waiting to be written. Yeah. You know. You got a little bit of a, you know, a spy thing going on there. Maybe mm -hmm. a bit of the minority report. Yeah. Some Matrix. Um, yeah. You know, some Indiana Jones. A lot of different elements that just sort of blended together so subtly. And I mean, there was so much going on behind the scenes that I've probably forgotten. Um, but that's one of those dreams that I've treasured. And like, I did wake up and for days afterwards, I was like, can I ever go back to this place? It was so vivid. It was so real. Yeah. Um, and I was like, can I ever go back to this place? And unfortunately you can't, no matter how hard I've tried, you cannot will dreams to happen. You just can't do it. No. Uh, maybe if you're some kind of like master, of your own psyche or something, but I have tried and tried and tried. I've written journals and like, I would be that place or I will see this person or whatever and meditate at the end of the day and, and all this stuff and nothing works. It, it, you dream about that night. You dream about a sentient toast that walks across the, the kitchen floor <laughs> and terrifies you, fills you with existential horror for no reason. You know, that's I, um, that's what you dream about. <laughs> I would I would welcome a uh, a dream about sentient toast. <laughs> I don't know why that struck me so funny, but uh, it did. Well, it was scary oh, at the time. <laughs> I had a dream the other night that concerned the shit out of me because of how I reacted to it. Someone, someone or something was, was, was getting in my way. So I went out to kick it and I kicked in real life. I just <laughs> lifted my leg up and kicked as hard as I fucking could. Oh, not good. And I'm like, dude, if my cat had been there, I would have kicked him across the fucking room. Yeah. And I'm like, th thankfully the moment I jerked out of, of, of bed like that, the, the cat would have been fucking all the room anyway but it was just like whoa what the fuck is wrong with me like my leg is just it's like you know <laughs> somebody else is tapping reaction. into your subconsciousness and forcing you to do that yeah yeah I, kick your well, wife kick your wife now kick your <laughs> wife no I don't want to please don't make me <laughs> The shortest I worked at a uh, place was a either a four, three or four hour shift at a uh, a Home Depot that had just opened. I got your beat. And uh, I swept a floor. Uh, I swept a parking lot and lifted <laughs> pipes over my head that weighed more than my upper body all mm -hmm. combined. Um, and those 
one of them fell and almost eviscerated me. Uh, Let's see. I um, emptied shards of glass into a dumpster with my hands. Um, And then I fucking – oh, and then I went on break. At least you didn't use your penis. I went on break and bought a Swiss roll and I thankfully have the habit of those – with those of – Taking the plastic, the the chocolate off mm-hmm. before I bite into the food, so I peel the chocolate away, and that brown cake was 100% green with mold. And then oh. I fucking threw that in the trash, and I walked up to the person, and I said, "This isn't working out." And I handed her my vest, and I left before the end of my shift. <laughs> I told you the story about Taco Bell. I worked there for two fucking hours. <laughs> I worked there for two hours. I was there for about an hour, and everybody started leaving. They're like, we're done with this shit. Fuck this. We're leaving. And the manager locked the doors and the window and everything else, and, and I was like, you you, you can't lock me in here. And they're like, well, well, this, you know, we need to keep everybody here because, you know, we have people we need to feed. And I'm like, I'm the only fucking one left. I was like, I'm out, son. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I walked out the back door, like the one that had the alarm on. And I was like, I'm fucking out of here, man. You ain't keeping my ass in here. And that was my career at, uh, at Taco Bell. 